This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where I'm joined by another very special guest. We've got Sammy Mockbell of the Daily Mail, Chief Football Reporter of the Daily Mail. Sammy, thanks so much for coming on. How are you? Very good. Pleasure, Chris. Um, Happy to be on. Happy to have a chat. Now, Sammy, what is it like um, during the transfer window for you? And more importantly, what is it like covering Tottenham? Because there never, ever seems to be a dull moment. For sure, you know it, it's it depends on how you look at it. Really, as a journalist, it, you know it's the, the transfer windows are, are always something that you you, you kind of look forward to because there's a lot obviously to to get your teeth into. But but given the 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 nature of transfers, they're revolving every minute. You know you know last minute's realities and sort of the next minute's reality, and things change so quickly, and that 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 opens a lot of risks for for journalists because you're writing something one minute. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you're pressing, you're posting it, you're sending it live, and then you know a day later the the, the transfer's moved on and it may not happen or someone else has come in and um, then the story, you know, the story that is only 24 hours old is almost redundant and particularly in in uh, you know d- days of social media and we we kind of all know about the pitfalls of that and you know the, the 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 criticism and abuse that journalists get that we all get everyone gets really not just us um that can open up a yeah a can of worms um as it as it were but you know generally speaking it, it's an exciting time you always you know particularly the top six clubs you're always looking at to see which players they're looking for you know what, what areas they're looking to strengthen and it no listen it, it's always an interesting time and um I think you know for, for supporters, it's 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 almost as exciting as the matches matches itself, right? Particularly nowadays, and again, you know, with Twitter, 
you know, so many rumours flying around and, and, and fans get excited. And obviously it's part of part of my job to 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 not necessarily fuel that excitement, but just try and do the best I can to to give you guys and you know the the, the supporters as, as accurate as information and up to date information as I, as I can, uh, you know, on that possible on that given day. Sammy, what have you made of Tottenham's season so far? Because of course, Spurs are sitting in fifth place in the Premier League, three points away from top four. Uh, we're in the Champions League last sixteen. We're still in the FA Cup. Um, some of the results have been up and down. The performances, you know, first half performances haven't been that great. What have you made of Tottenham's season so far? Listen, you know, I think you almost described it there with, you know, with your, your summing up of the situation. I think it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I think that the win against Fulham was much needed. I think I felt there was there was starting to be a level of negativity uh, around the t- certainly around the team, particular, you know, potentially around among the supporters away from the team. You know, in terms of the club itself, I think there were there were you know there were so certain concerns about. Uh, the form of the team and the direction they were headed, but I think that win at Craven Cottage has kind of lifted spirits a little bit. And then obviously, it's, you know, it's one, it's one victory, and you know they're going to have to build on that. But I think that was a big win. The the the, the season generally, um, I think it's been okay. I think having having ended last season on on such a on such a high, um, I think supporters were sort of well within their rights really to to expect sort of maybe potentially bigger and better things from the team this season um but they are where that you know they are where they are really and i think they've been good you know there's been good moments have had some good results i thought the start although it wasn't necessarily exciting I, you know i remember the start to be pretty pretty consistent weren't losing matches and then obviously the 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 wheels came not the, the wheels haven't come off that, that that's unfair to say because as you say you you know you're only three points off third is it on third and fourth so you know it's by no means a disaster but I think the the expectation levels perhaps is what um are maybe caught up with with Tottenham a little bit this year after the end of last season there was there was almost talk of of Tottenham try and arrival you know Liverpool and Man City to to, to 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 the title particularly after doing the sort of business that they did in the summer perhaps you know re, you know re, retrospect you know retrospection is, is 2020 we look back at the business now and thought well maybe they could have done better but I think the narrative at the time was about actually they've done they've had quite a good summer here they've got the business done early yeah Plays like Basuma and, and Perisic, who are you know proven, uh, Basuma's proven in the in the Premier League, and and, and Perisic is you know has been a, you know and a, a world class footballer for for for, for years. Um, so we looked at the business and thought, yeah, you know they they could challenge here, and obviously it, it hasn't turned out that way, but it's still a top four space to go to go for. You know you're still in the Champions League, as you say you're still in the FA Cup. Preston at the weekend. Uh, things could be a whole lot worse, but equally they could be they could, they should probably uh, be a little bit better than they are. But um, injuries haven't helped. Benton Kerr's been a been a massive you know losing him for a number of games has been a massive blow. Same as Kulisevsky, Richarlison. You've had difficulties in attack, um, yet you're kind of there or thereabouts in terms of, of of Champions League qualification. So I don't think it's I don't think. It's all doom and gloom, though. Uh, you know, 
if I was a, if I was a teacher, I'd probably grade B minus maybe. <laughs> Sammy, you mentioned the uh, the win at Fulham um, on Monday evening. That seemed to mean a lot to Antonio Conte after that game, going over to the crowd, um, fist pumping, and uh, his contract ends on the thirtieth of June. What do you make of this situation? Do you think he's going to stay at Spurs beyond the summer? Because you know, there's also lots of comments that he's made in press conferences, which, uh, you know, if I was the board, I probably wouldn't be that happy that he's made a lot of these comments. Sure. Um, if I was a betting man, I, I would I would say he sort of, I would put my money on him not being here in the at, at the start. Of next... Hi, Sammy, you're back with us. You're right, sorry. <laughs> don't know if that was you or me, or I don't know, it was probably me, my... Uh... Yeah, my, my Wi-Fi is notoriously bad, mate. So it could it could well be me. That's all right, no problem. Um, so Sorry. Antonio Conte situation. Um, you personally don't see that he's going to be here next season. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. I'd be pleasantly surprised, and I want to be. So I think he, in terms in terms of um, the job that I do. He's fantastic value for us, you know. I think every, you know, the, so fans can see. There's, he he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's honest. He he, he tells the truth. You know, he he isn't afraid to, to to say what he feels, and and that's all we want as 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 journalists for sure. Um, whether that's what Daniel Levy and the, and the Tottenham board like is 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 an altogether kind of different argument, right? Um. But yeah, no. Personally, I, I I think it'd be I think he's great for Tottenham, and I think you know they should they should move heaven and earth to do to to try and convince him to stay. But uh, I'm not sure they're doing that, uh, and I'm not sure that uh, Antonio Conte at the moment sees a sees a long term long term future at Tottenham. And, and and I also think the last few, the, and he's spoken about it, the the sort of the the, the personal battles that he's had. With the with, with those close to him losing, you know, um, losing their lives, you know, former teammates, you know, the the the, co the, the coach that he worked, you know, years with, um, that that will hit home, and I totally understand from that point of view as well. If if Antonio Conte, given that his family are, are still in Italy um, and haven't permanently moved uh, over to London, I totally understand. Why he would be tempted, or why he would he would look at the situation and say, "Thanks, you know, we've had a it's been a it's been a great ride, but I, I need to be closer to my family. I want to be closer to home." Uh, and I think we, you know, all of us as 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 human beings would would recognise that for sure. Sammy, if that, if that is the case, and he thinks that he will stay until the end of the season, then go. Do you think he's going to put all of his eggs into the basket of say the FA Cup? Which Spurs haven't won since 1991. I can for sure. I I think he will. He should definitely do that. He should place you know his strongest team because I think that would that would that would identify that would be that would be his crowning glory, wouldn't it? Bringing it you know a, a trophy, a trophy, but you know to, to the club that they that you've longed for for so long, and you know that is that's almost his response to to, to the Tottenham board for. For what he views as them not back fully buying into his to his sort of recruitment strategy, that that will be the perfect response to that. There's a lot of obviously water to go under the bridge for that to happen. A lot of games to be played, but yeah, I think it provides a 
a great opportunity for Tottenham to 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 to, to win a trophy. Um, and it's not just Tottenham, obviously, and I'm sure we'll, we we may touch on it later. But it, it's the Harry Kane conundrum, isn't it? You know, how can this world class, how can this world class footballer, um, who everyone recognises as the top three in his position, you know, a lot of you would 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 regard him as the best, but you know, uh, without doubt, top three, top four in his position. How is a guy of that of that talent and of that kind of magnitude not won a trophy yet? Um, and then, so for Harry Kane, I think the Harry, uh, you know, the FA Cup this season provides, a, a, as it does every season, really pr- provides a, uh, an excellent opportunity to win a trophy, his first trophy, um, because as we as we know, the Premier League is is going to be out of reach. You know, um, and I probably pains pains you guys to hear it, but Arsenal and you know, obviously Man City are going to going to go toe 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 to toe for that. Um, yeah. Champions League's we know, you know, not, you know, you got to the final, so you can you can never rule it out. But that's going to be that's going to be difficult. And and I and I think historically Antonio Conte's record in the Champions League, you know, could be better. Uh, but obviously, they, 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 you know, there's always time for that to change. Uh, but I think the FA Cup for sure is 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 the competition that that they should they should really really try and focus on. Sammy, it would probably be uh, it would probably go down as one of the best January transfer windows in recent times for Tottenham last year. Benton Kerr and Kulusevski uh, coming in. Of course, we've got Champions League football for this season. Um, they were a big part of that. Now, Arnold Danjuma just signed for Spurs on loan from Villarreal, our first signing of this January transfer window. And hopefully there'll be a lot more for us Tottenham Hotspur fans to smile about. Do you think this is an Antonio Conte signing or do you think this is a club signing? What, what do you make of this signing? Because it looked like he was going to Everton. And then, of course, Tottenham hijacked the deal. Yeah, I think this is a club signing. Uh, listen, Antonio Conte would have would have definitely have, have had an input, of course. Um, but it was it wasn't like, as far as I'm aware, it wasn't it wasn't a a signing that they they pursued um, strategically during you know during the Jan, January window. It was it was a it was a deal that was basically there for everyone to do it was all premier all the premier league clubs knew dan juma would be available and he the the he's effectively done a tour of europe trying to trying to get you know trying to find a club um uh looked like he was going to everton he'd actually done his he's completed his medical he'd done all of his in-house media duties he was i'm told he was there ready to train on the yeah. on the i think it was wherever you were the, the days just fly by now i think it was the monday but um and then got the call frank lamp frank lampard obviously got sacked and left and i think that was a big pull for dan juma i'm told was was that he wanted to work with with frank um and under frank given his given his you know his legendary status um but that all fell by the wayside and tottenham presented itself and it was it was an opportunity taken rather than uh a in my opinion, rather than a deal that had any kind of strategy behind it. <clears throat> I think a lot of us Spurs fans feel that this January window has to have players that walk into the starting eleven and improve the first team. Do you think Dan Juma does this? Um, no, I don't. If I'm being if I'm being perfectly honest, I think. You've got, I think you're well stocked in that area. From you know, you've got you've got players who, you know, I know Richarlison's just coming back from an injury, 
but Richardson was on the bench the other day. You know, you've got another attacking forward to, to to try and to try and it's options for sure, but if it was your strongest starting eleven, I I don't I don't expect him to Dan Juma to be in that to be in that team. Sammy, would you expect Spurs to sign a creative midfielder in this window? Uh, as in, a, like a number ten? Yeah, or, or or do you know of any players that we've been no. actively looking for? I think listen, I think you know never say never with Tottenham and you you never say never with Daniel Levy in the in the closing sort of moments of the of the of the transfer window uh Nicola uh, Zaniolo has, has has been has been a player that's constantly been linked with with um with Tottenham over the past kind of 18 months it sounds like um he was definitely one that they looked at I think that that, that the interest is still there um, I do know for a fact that Bournemouth have have kind of made their move for Zaniolo. Um, they've had some issues with one of their with one of their signings, Nicholas Jackson. I, I, I understand that there's been a bit of a problem with his medical, and, and that deal might not might not happen now. So I think they've they've read the room and and and, and tried to get in there early for Zaniolo. But that 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 decision will be will be completely down to the player. If Tottenham are serious about Zaniolo. And he is convinced that he will play enough football um, under uh, at Tottenham and then uh, under Antonio Conte. Um, logic suggests that he will he will probably well he should probably choose Tottenham over Bournemouth, um, given the prestige of you know just the, the 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 traditions and the prestige of the club. There's no disrespect to Bournemouth, obviously. Um, so yeah. that could be that could be an option for that could be an option in terms of a number ten. Sammy Pedro Poro, this situation seems to be dragging on uh, throughout this window. It seems to me that if Spurs paid the release clause at the start of the month, it would have been a nice simple deal, and we'd yeah. have had the player. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, reports in the last what twenty four hours. Uh, three to four instalments. Spurs could get this deal done. They're they're willing to pay the release clause. Uh, Poro could be playing in a cup final on Saturday. Uh, there's interest from Chelsea. Of course, they're trying to sign a, a right back as well. Gusto, uh, Leon have said that they want to keep the player. What is the situation? What's the latest on Pedro Poro? Are you confident the Spurs will get this deal done? Yeah, I'm still pretty confident they'll they'll get it done. It, yeah, it's it's dragging. Um. And obviously, obviously, always take information with a pinch of salt. But the sort of information I was receiving this morning was Tottenham a full throttle wanting to get this deal done, but it it it's sporting that it being a little bit particular with 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 how they want it structured, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, Tottenham are willing to to, to pay the, so I'm told, are willing to pay the the uh, the valuation, the asking price, the the release clause. So there should be no problem there, but I think the way the deal is structured is obviously um, one of the one of the sticking points, and it, it's it, it doesn't seem like they they've moved any closer today. And listen, that can all change. That can all change um, in a heartbeat. You know that might have changed now, and we just haven't heard. But um, that deal is dragging its heels, and I get you absolutely get your point about. Um, uh, getting it, get, why haven't they done it? Why didn't they just do it earlier? But you know, this is Tottenham, and we we kind of know how they operate. And I know, you know, there was there was a little bit of a, maybe perhaps a changing of that of that um, 
that strategy in the summer, getting the deal done early. But when it comes to January, the January window, I think Daniel Levy looks at that and thinks he can get better value for money and better sort of better deals done at the end of at the end of the window. And I think that's how this is playing out. Which so isn't wouldn't benefit, which obviously is no benefit at all to I must I just add to 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 Antonio Conte because yeah. he he wants his players through the door ASAP because he's got yeah. matches to play and games to win. So it's yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Um is there interest from Chelsea in Pedro Poro? And I've also seen lots of reports stating that Real Madrid would possibly sign him in the summer window if he didn't leave. Um, with the Chelsea thing, I think it's more of a they will monitor that situation, and it's always uh, that the, the problem with Chelsea right now is you they do the unexpected, and in in, in the transfer market, we we saw with the, the Mikhailo Mudrick deal, we we all knew they were kind of monitoring the situation, the situation, and Arsenal would look like they were going to get him. Um, hands down, and I thought that it looked like that deal was nearly done. But then on that, obviously that that Saturday, things escalated yeah. with Chelsea, and then then they wrapped that deal up in you know in no time at all, and you know they sort of sort of taken them from under the from under un, under Arsenal's noses. So Chelsea, you know, Chelsea's interest is is always a concern, should always be a concern because they they, they the way they operate at the moment is is like you know. We want the player. We will wait until some, you know, almost we will wait until someone else has got got an agreement. We know then how much they need to pay. We know how the deal needs to be structured, and then they will just better the deal uh, slightly and 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 get the player. It's almost like they're letting the their rival clubs do the negotiating for them, and then because they've got the because they've got the money, they can just go and steal in and 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 and. And you know, and, and and take over. They they did it in the summer with well with um, they obviously didn't sign Rafinha in the end, but they did that with the Rafinha deal. You know, Arsenal thought they had him. Um, Chelsea matched all the offers and bettered the offer really, and then you know, and Arsenal were blown out the window. He ended up going to Barcelona in the end, but Chelsea because of the the financial power that they've got, uh, you know, are, are, are able to do that. So it must be a worry for for sure for for, for Tottenham. Sammy, what do you make of the Jed Spence situation? Because he's played only five minutes of Premier League football under Antonio Conte. Um, various clubs are interested in taking him on loan. Do you, do you see that if Poro does come into Spurs, that he will end up going out on loan this month? Yeah, surely. And uh, I think I think it, I think that the club almost owe it to Jed Spence. You know, this was this was a footballer who was who was. You know, fantastic in the championship last season, playing such a key role for Nottingham Forest in that. You know, in the in in their promotion tilt, and he arrived. We like we. And, so- and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Antonio Conte made no, no, made no bones about it, didn't he? He, he, he didn't. He didn't camouflage it. He, he wasn't. He wasn't his signing, and we've yeah. seen how we, you know, and we've that, that there's, there's evidence to prove that he's hardly played. Played as you say, played five minutes. Um, but there's talent there for sure. He's he's a talented player, and you know he he should be playing at this age, and he, he needs to be developing. So for the sake of the player, you, you'd hope that that Tottenham will will you know will let him go potentially on a loan. Um, and then you know he may return in the summer when there may be a, a change of a, you know a change of manager and a, a manager may look at him and think you know he's he's worthy of a place in the, in his in his plans. But at the moment he, he's not going to have much chance of playing. So um, I think the right thing to do by the player is to is to, is to let him go. Sammy, are you hearing that um, Spurs are looking at any centre backs at the moment because that is a an area a lot of the fans feel that we need to improve. No, uh, you know, in terms of the one that, that you keep hearing is is Bastoni, and he is, I think, he is the the one player that um, Antonio Conte would potentially love the most to bring <laughs> to his into his team. But uh, I think there's they, they they have bigger fish to fry. You know, never say never in the in in the January window. But I I, I a centre half hasn't hasn't really come come across my radar. What do you make of the Harry Kane contract situation? Of course, he's out of contract with Spurs in 2024. Uh, just equal Jimmy Greaves' record. Um, do you see him leaving in the summer for another Premier League club? Because we keep seeing and hearing reports day after day. Um, I think it's the yeah, it's the billion dollar question. Really, I can see it for sure because he's got a lot of. If, if he wants to go, he will have a lot of leverage this summer. Um, Obviously, because we know with his, his contractual situation, he'll have one year left, which means that if he doesn't go this summer or in the, the the next January window, Tottenham will lose him or face a prospect of losing him for absolutely nothing, which is incredible, uh, considering his value, his true market value. You know, in excess, it should be in excess, touching 150 million quid, even he, even if he is going to be turning 30 in the. In the in in the summer, he's he guaranteed goals, uh, yeah. particularly in the Premier League. You know he's going to score goals, so it's hard to put a price on that really. And and the prospect of him losing for um, Tottenham losing him for nothing, uh, especially when we know uh, how savvy and how financially savvy someone like a Daniel Levy is, um, would be would be incre incredible to think. So I think this is the summer where. Kane, if he wants to go, if he truly wants to go, has got a lot of leverage to do so, um, and there will be and, and and there will be takers. You know, we 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 know we know the backstory to Harry Kane and his and his and his um, commitment to Tottenham. You can't question it. You cannot question it. You know, he's been you know he's been here. He's one of your own, as you as you as you guys sing every week. Yeah, but he wants to win trophies. That is completely. Undeniable, and so we should want to win. You know, you, you can't begrudge the guy wanting to 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 to, to at least challenge for for major silverware. Um, 
And I think the key question is whether he sees um, a future at Tottenham doing doing that, winning those trophies. If he doesn't see a future, I think that that, that definitely spells bad news. Sammy, what I want to ask you um, is possible outgoings, possible loan deals. Um, Brian Hill, Pape Matassar, Tanganga, uh, Lucas Moura, and if Pedro Porro does sign, um, Emerson Royale or Matt Doherty. Do you think any of those names that I've just read out, do you think any of them will possibly go out the, the door this window? Uh, Brian Gill, potentially. They, 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 I'm a little bit uh, conflicted with Brian Gill because I, I look at Brian Gill and, then, uh, yeah, he's a slight... He's a slight lad and he um, may not have the, the kind of upper body strength that you, you, you know you may require to be a success in the in the in the Premier League but neither uh, listen it, it, I'm not I'm not comparing the two because they're kind of like chalk and cheese but neither did someone like David Silver right and there you know people have compared him to to David Silver he's not obviously not anywhere near on that on that level yet but he does give me David Silva vibes. He's got that technical ability. You know, he he, he looks like he can unlock a defence. Um, but for you know, for whatever reason, he hasn't been given up the opportunity. We know the way that Antonio likes to play. Antonio Conte likes to play. But you know, it's a very robust system to kind of you know get the defence right first and then build on from there. Perhaps it's not entirely conducive to the to, to Brian Gill's strength. So I can certainly see that he would benefit from maybe a, a return to a return to Spain. I know he, he spent some time at Valencia. Would you know? Would Valencia look to take him back again? Maybe potentially. Uh, but he's one that I you know I can see going at, at right wing back. If Poro does come in, of course, you know you look at you, you look at it and and and, you, and you'd think certainly Jed Spencer, as we you know we we've already mentioned, he, he can surely go out on loan. And then if you know Emerson Royal or, or Matt Doherty, uh, I think I, I I seem to remember vibes earlier at, at the start of the season where I thought Tottenham would would look to to to, to sell either or really of Matt Doherty or or, or Emerson Royal. So I wouldn't at all be surprised if one of those uh, ended up ended up leaving on a permanent or or, or a loan for sure. We've got five players out on loan at the moment, um, four of which didn't get on the plane. Undon, Bele, Winks, La Celso, Regulon, and of course, Joe Roden is out on loan also. Um, any news on these five players, Sammy? Is, it, is there any chance that Spurs could possibly offload these players in this window, or is there a chance that all of them will return in the summer? Um, I think it, it will all depend on... It all it will depend on management and and who's in who's in charge. Uh, you know, in the summer, I think if if Antonio Conte extends his contract and he and, and and he's here for the long term, then you know, I think there is there is precedent there to suggest that maybe those guys will be will be be put up for sale. If there's a new guy, if there's a new manager that comes in, whoever that may be, uh, I'm sure that he will want to evaluate and analyze players first. Before making final decisions on them, so I think all that kind of that situation is is for the future. And you know, the the, the there is obviously the, the the dynamics of the summer window is that it's much longer, and um, you've got more time to, to 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 do your business in terms of recruitment, the ins and outs, a bit more diligently, really. Whereas at the moment, I think Tottenham are well focused on, as we know, getting plays in through the door. They've done one with that uh, with um, Dan Juma. You think we think Poro's going to get in? There may be one other that you know that I don't think they're done. So 
um, I think the outs are, 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 are potentially one that will, that will become a priority in the summer. That was going to be my next question, actually. You mentioned Dan Juma and Poro. If if the Poro one does get done, you said uh, there may be one other. What position? Very good question. I, I, and I think you meant they, they, you know, creativity. They, they just need some creativity and, you know, maybe a number 10 in of that ilk. I know you don't play with a number 10, but someone who can who can maybe fit into to centre midfield maybe and, and, and add, add a bit more know-how and and creativity in there. Um, we've mentioned Danny Olo. Whether, whether Danny Olo's the guy remains to be seen. There, there has certainly sort of been a, long, a long-term interest in him. Um, but there is now growing interest in Danny Olo and you know, that, that could well be a, a difficult one to do when there are a lot of sort of teams in, uh, in the market for him. Sammy, do you have any information on the Fabio Prasci, uh, uh situation? Because, of course, he's been banned for 30 months in Italy. Um, do you think that this ban will um, come to Tottenham and then, of course, he won't work at Spurs anymore? Yeah, um, it's a very good question. And, it, and it's one it's one that the, the club are waiting sort of urgently or, or asking urgently for answers for. They need to know. Um, because he is, you know, he is a, he is a key member of, of of staff. He is, you know, as probably the closest person to the manager that there is on on the hierarchy. Really, you know, um, so to lose him would be would be a massive blow. And you know, listen, his we his contacts book is second to none. You know, he he he. A lot of fans may 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 doubt this claim, but I think he's he's done some fantastic business during his during his time here. You know, particularly in in the last January window with those two signings, I thought they were they've almost sort of revolutionised that 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 team. Well, they, they certainly did last year, last season. Um, but in saying that, if the the ban is extended to to England and that sort of their hands are tied but, but I think if the ban is extended to England then I think there's far bigger questions and I don't think it's a case of is he just banned and he and he can't work I think that may you know his position at the at the club may come into question I'm sure it, it may it probably already has given the the severity of the of the charges and the accusations Sammy, a couple of weeks ago, various reports were published stating that Spurs were in contact or in talks with Qatar Sports Investments. Um, any more news on this? And um, do you do you see that Spurs would possibly sell the club in the near future? Um, not in the near future. I I I, I do believe there was uh, there was as much as the the club were kind of. Distance themselves officially from those from those reports. My understanding was was that at the time was those meetings between Daniel Levy and and QSI did take place. I think it was more than one meeting. I was told. Um, I think the official line was you know, that you know that, that Daniel Levy is is um, and Khalifa our Khalifa are friends and and they 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 met whenever they're in the same city. For example, they they would meet for dinner or lunch or a coffee or whatever. Uh, I my understanding is that the meetings were much more than that, but in saying that, um, I'm not sure that anything is close with them, and I and I and I think QSI may be looking now uh, elsewhere 
um, as they look to invest in, in 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 an English club. I think there's a number that you know they they they've looked at, um, and I'm not sure Tottenham are now at the top of the very top of their their, their list or on their radar at the minute. What do you think Spurs is worth? Cool. So, you know, you know, listen, Chelsea went for, you know, Chelsea went for three and a half billion, I, 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 I remember. You've got, a, you know, you've got a, a wonderful stadium, one, arguably the best in Europe. Um, you know, knowing Daniel Levy, he, he would want the same as Chelsea, if not maybe a little bit more given the, given the, given the stadium. But you, you, you're looking at, you know, I'm not a businessman, but, on the face of it, two and a half, maybe three billion quid, uh, which is still, you know, it's still a massive investment for anyone. Um, but I think we are quite away, away from um, from that happening from um, at the moment, from what I understand. Sammy, you mentioned earlier that you don't feel that Conte will be here next season. Uh, there's been lots of rumours and reports published by all sorts of media outlets stating that, um, you know, Pochettino has been lined up to be the next Spurs manager. Do you think that's true? Um, I think there's a lot of this, but some maybes with that. Uh, I can see, I can see Pochettino being interested. Interested. I can see Mauricio Pochettino uh, being attracted to coming back here, uh, coming back to England, working back in England. He loved the Premier League. Um, I know they may have left on bad terms, but my understanding is that Daniel Levy and Pochettino are still very close. So I think that that wouldn't that there wouldn't it, sort of no bridges would need to be sort of to be built there. I think that that relationship is still relatively strong. So I, I think there is every chance that that could happen if Antonio Conte goes. Um, it will. I I also think maybe whether Fabio Paratici is is still in is still at the club at that time will be a factor because he will obviously want to have he will obviously want to have his his own uh his own stamp on 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 who the who the new manager would be so that would be a factor if he's not there um i think that would certainly be able to pave the way for a, a, a return for pochettino to the club for sure Sammy, lots of reports out um, stating that Spurs are looking at goalkeepers possibly for the summer to replace Hugo Lloris. Uh, names that I keep uh, seeing is uh, David Raya and Jordan Pickford. Any truth in this or are Spurs targeting any other goalkeepers? Yeah, definitely goalkeepers. Um, I think after this one, Hugo Lloris is, will have one year left. And, and look, I, I, I think we've seen... And this is no, you know, no disrespect to a goalkeeper who's been, who's been fantastic for Tottenham, and you know, is a is a World Cup winner, etc. Uh, but his form, obviously, lately has been what has been worrying. Um, whether that can, you know, whether that that decline kind of continues will will, will dictate how seriously they go for a um, for a goalkeeper in the summer. But it's certainly on their radar. David Raya, yeah, for sure. You know, great with his feet. They want a goalkeeper who. Is good in possession, but makes also makes quick decisions on the ball, which I think is something that a criticism of of Hugo Lloris a little bit is that yeah he he's not bad in possession is Hugo, but he takes a little bit of time to decide where which pass to make, which then ends up in in in, in Tottenham being put under a little bit of pressure. Um, 
David Rayo certainly fits the bill. Jordan Pickford would, would fit the bill. If Everton were to go down, that deal would surely be one that would be easy to do or easier to do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one who 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 I know they're looking at is is Robert Sanchez at Brighton, who again is is uh, very good with his feet, um, great in possession, you know, great in possession, can pick a pass. That's all part of the dynamics, obviously, of being a, a modern a modern day footballer, which is is something that the Tottenham are, 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 are looking at. And as I, as I say, you know, Hugo still had a year left, and they will want to be respectful to Hugo Lloris for sure. And they, you know, they wouldn't necessarily. I don't think they would necessarily want him playing second fiddle to someone when he's when he's club captain. They, you know, they would want him to go out gracefully. So potentially, whether they can. They can find a buyer or find find a taker for Hugo Lloris may also be a factor in whether they go go and buy a new goalkeeper. But for sure, as it stands, that is an area that, that they they're definitely looking at and 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 identifying as one that they they will probably need to strengthen in the summer. Sammy, last question for you: um, What are Spurs planning to do in the summer, signing wise? And going back to our points that that we spoke about earlier, do you think it's right that um, clubs now have club signings, or should it always be manager signings? Their choice. Um, very good question. I, I, I think I think there's got to be a way where they can meet. They can meet in the middle. The club are investing millions and millions of pounds, and in and in many cases, they're, they're from investors all over the world it isn't just one person who's who is who who is funding the, the the transfer so with that in mind i think it's difficult to just have one person in charge of of of, of signing the players it's got there's got to be there's got to be a committee in many ways when there's, there is that level of investment and that is a bone of frustration a contention for for managers all across the world because they they pick the team and they invariably Live and die by the results of the team, and when the players aren't theirs, obviously that's that they have reason to, to to moan. But I think football, modern day football, has moved on from that. So I think there's got to be there's got to be a way where they can combine and and, and make those decisions as mutual as possible. And that's and that's how the best kind of clubs are almost run, aren't they? Where that you know the the the, the head coach now that they're called nowadays, the head yeah. coach and the recruitment committee, you know the recruitment committee and the, the, the chief executive are all working. They can, they're all close. They're all working together. They're all in, in constant contact. Where there is a problem is where that, those those uh, lines of communication break down. Uh, and then, yeah, that's that's where, you know, fractures within clubs can can, can open up and that, you know, that, that can translate on, onto the pitch. In terms of Tottenham summer, um, a lot of that will depend on Harry Kane, I think. If Harry Kane is to go, then they need to replace the goals from somewhere somehow. Um, how, you know, is that going? You know, where he's, going, he's irreplaceable. That's you know, that's you know, that's put it bluntly. But what, you know, what, what's your hunch on Harry Kane? Do you think he will leave in the summer? Because of course he's very loyal to Spurs. He loves the football club, but as you said earlier, he wants trophies. Yeah, I I, I, I personally think it's time for him to go because I don't see him challenging for the. The, the level of tro the trophies that he wants to, um, so in that with that, I I, I think he, he there is a good, very good chance that he does go. 
uh, unless unless Tottenham can do something to completely convince him that there, there is there is major silverware to be to be won here over the next sort of two to three years. Um, so, if, but if he does go, the goals are irreplaceable. It depends on how they go about doing that. Whether they just go and spend all of the money on one one striker, or if they look to strengthen in several different areas. Uh, creativity for sure is one that they that they you know, that they lack in there. A, a creative midfielder, I think that would be on the on the shopping list. Another centre back for sure, and then as we've mentioned, a, a goalkeeper would be would be. So I, I think it will be a pretty busy summer again for for Tottenham um, if things continue the way I go, they're going. Well, Sammy, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it, and uh, tell all the viewers and listeners where they can find you and what to expect in the next couple of weeks. From you, so, yeah. So obviously, uh, last few days of the transfer window. So I'll be on my Twitter, which I think is Sammy Mockbell eighty one underscore DM, uh, and then you can catch sort of my, my articles and all my colleagues' articles on the uh, the Mail on Mail Online website. I'm sure I wouldn't need anyone to. I don't need anyone to to, to know where that is. I think people that is uh, people know how to find that. So um, yeah, please please log on. Please check out my Twitter uh, and hopefully we can report on some some positive news for Tottenham in the next few days. I was just going to say exactly that. Sammy, thanks so much. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.